sorry, what? Right, it's the recording of the school that I, that I do. We have had churches uh, get that along with the manuals, and uh, primarily they've been through the school. Then they take it, they take the DVD sets and manuals back to their church, and hold classes for people who want to learn how to do sozo ministry. So we know that's been very effective in in churches. So we've basically kind of duplicated ourselves. Do we have a question back there, Blaine? Yes, uh, we want to ask you if uh, it's possible that you go to. Mexicali, Mexico for a social seminar. That's my first question. Mexicali, Mexico. Can you be in Mexicali, Mexico, Baja California? We are 120 miles southeast of San Diego. Only a couple of hours from San Diego. Talk, talk to us after. Yeah, we'd be, we'd be open to talking about okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Next question. When is going to be your next social seminar in San Diego area? We're, we're working on dates right now um, for uh, January, or February, or March in San Diego, and we'll have that on our website. Uh, our website is www.dunamis.com, D-E-W-N-A-M-I-S, the play on words, Dunamis, power, our last name, D-E-W. Yeah. Maybe one more question, and then um, we want to pray for you all. Way back there. Eliana. Dios te abençoe. It's really nice to see you, Bill and Carol, again. And being here, it's awesome. Well, I know that you have been in Brazil, and I'm from Brazil. Uh, you have been there ministering our people. So my question is, what do Brazilian people need to have I mean, to understand what you, what could be, let me see how I'm going to make this question. What makes us to not have a revival in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, you know, in the church in Brazil? I mean, what makes the, what holds a revival in Brazil, in your view, in your point of, you know, the way that you were seeing, you know, how the churches are working there. Yeah. Um, one of the first of all, there is revival in Brazil. I mean, it is just incredible, passionate. Um, but it seems like you know, ministries like ours, Gary's, Randy Clark, others go down, stir up stuff. The thing that we keep hearing more and more <coughs> is um, pastors saying to us. You come down, you train, you, we see incredible miracles, we see our people doing it, and we can do it for another two or three or four weeks after you leave, but then it dies. And, and the question is, how do we keep it going? Well, I, I think, it, first of all, it, it, once again, it's that thing that I started with, he's looking for fathers, not CEOs. We have to be equipping our people. Uh, in the Brazilian church in particular, um, there's too much reliance on it's the pastor or leaders only, the elders maybe. Whereas, you know, our, our thing is about the priesthood of all believers. And so I think there's, there has to be that fire lit and, keep, and it has to be keep going on um, and, you, and they have to keep going for it. Um, we did have a church in Fortaleza uh, where after we left, uh, we would get emails back from the pastors, and it's still going on in his church, and that was from um, two years ago. 
it was him and at that time 12 year old daughter she got whacked in the f five or six days we were there totally changed her life and for a long period after that it was him and his 12 year old daughter who kept the fire going and they saw miracles then um, she got a little lukewarm but at the same time an associate pastor came in and his whole passion was about taking the power of God into the marketplace and and so he brings it back into the church and his whole thing is about testimony and going after the power of God and so he's able to keep it going and keep that fire being lit you know it might not be the pastor this this is now general it might not be the pastor who is the one that is the fire starter in the church but there is somebody who carries that passion and that fire and and, and that anointing and they're the ones you just pour into them and they pour into the ministry team and of course you know w with us we do believe in ministry teams ministry teams being made up of pastors elders leaders and the, the members of the church and and raising up raising them up and recognizing their gifting um, yeah about about Brazil a couple of things come to mind one you know after after pasting for 30 years and and traveling and ministering all over I really uh, was able to come to the to, to really the crux of the matter the the biggest problem in the church it took me forever to figure this thing out, but the biggest problem in the church was me, the pastor. Because I was the one that was putting the lid on what God was doing. I, wouldn't, I would not let freedom, I, I had to have control. And I didn't want God doing stuff that was going to offend anybody. And so uh, I, was the, I was the biggest problem in our church. And, you know, we see that a lot in Brazil, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, because a lot of the pastors are really not on board with what God's doing. And, um, but the, the flip side of that, there are many churches where the pastors are totally on board and are, are, are learning what it is to be a servant leader and are coming under and raising people up and equipping people to do the work of the ministry. Um, the first time that we went to uh, Manaus, in fact, you guys were, that was in 2001. Uh, the second time? Yeah. Well, the first time was in 2001. 2001, 2, and 3. Okay. Um, the, first time we, the first time we went to Manaus, it was a church of about uh, 16 to 18,000 people, something like that. Um, the next year we went back, it had grown to about 35 to 36,000. That's in a year. The next year we went back and it's somewhere between 45 and 50,000. That's three years in a row. The pastor the first year was really not on board. He was a little skeptical of a lot of what was happening. The second year, uh, he was hardly there for any of the meetings. He, he showed up just for uh, just a couple of the meetings. He, he kind of stayed aloof. The third year, he really got on board and in front on Sunday, uh, the church seats about 10,000 people. and the place was jam-packed, standing room only. There were in the aisles all over everywhere. He asked uh, for, for Randy and Kathy and I to come up and pray for him in front of the whole church. Now, this was a major deal because there was so much pride and all of this. 
and the power of God hit that man, and he got totally schnockered. He was on the floor snotting and crying. His, three, his suit was all, he was just all over. His family, his kids, they were a big mess right there on the floor. Now, okay, we were back there uh, two years, almost two years ago. It hadn't been quite two years ago now. And, uh, and we thought, well, you know, this is really cool to go back there to see what's, what's been happening since that time. Well, come to find out that since the last time that we were there, they've seen nine people raised from the dead in that church. They've followed through with everything. The church now has 20,000 home groups. They don't even know how big the church is. They said, they said we really don't know for sure. They said, we, we think it's around 150,000 people. So on Sunday, they filled the place up twice for their home group leaders. And then they take it back to the home groups. They're very evangelistic. The power of God is flowing. We saw more miracles in that church than any, any single place that we've ever been in. Revival is breaking out in that city through that church because the pastor got on board he totally submitted himself to the authority of what Jesus Christ wanted to do. And that's when they saw a mighty outpouring of the Spirit with signs and wonders and miracles, the dead raised, the demons cast out, the whole nine yards. Okay. If you cannot um, stay for the afternoon uh, session, why don't you stand up? Okay. Open up your hands, close your eyes, relax, don't pray. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and fall right now. Holy Spirit, come and fall upon this group. Let the fire of God come on Foch and Debbie right now. <laughs> Holy Spirit, come. Let your fire fall right now. More, Lord. Oh, yeah. Holy Spirit, come. Release your power. Release the anointing right now for healing, signs, and wonders. For kingdom advance. Holy Spirit, come. As we lay hands, we ask for an impartation to be... Ooh, 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 ooh. An impartation, the fire of God, to fill them, release healing anointing, release healing anointing in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that the name of Jesus would receive honor and glory. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Let them never be the same again. Lord, bless North Bay. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, and the legacy they carry. Oh, Shaba. Oh, Shama. Kotayamwa. Holy Spirit, all over this room, release fresh anointing that they carry it back to their church, their community. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would empower them, fill 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 them to overflowing. Fill them. Let them never be the same. Let them never be the same. Let them never be the same. Never the same. you there. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
Jesus. Let those young people carry the fire of God everywhere they go. Lord, we bless what you're doing. We bless what you're doing. We bless what you're doing with this group. Fresh fire, fresh fire, prophetic utterance, bringing people into their destiny. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire. Release, release, release in the name of Jesus. Even in Napa, <laughs> even in Napa, for goodness sake, oh, let it be a fresh and different kind of wine being poured. Oh. Lord, our prayer with these pastors and leaders is that you would ruin them for anything but revival. They would come to an understanding they owe people an encounter with God. And our prayer, Lord, is that as we lay hands on these and later lay hands on everyone else, that there would be an anointing that would pass, not just for them, but when they lay hands on others, there would be an even greater anointing, a double portion, so that they raise up many spiritual sons and daughters who will go on to do even greater things than them. And they would not be jealous. give you my soul and I live for you alone every breath that I take every moment I'm
that's, that's our prayer, Lord. Have your way. That's the way this all works. When you have your way. And I just want to encourage all of you with, um, you know, I, I totally believe in impartation. Uh, I've seen it happen in my life many times. Um, but you also have to take what's given and go go with it and use it. You know, go. Uh, it's not just going to be everything happens to you. You actually have to partner with God, and um, and in a lot of ways step step outside of your comfort zone, and keep going. I know uh, just as as one pastor among many of you who has decided to go for it long ago, I, I kind of did the church thing um, for a while, and and even the first church planting, the, I, I, the Blazing Fire is the second church that I planted. And the first one was was uh, really the rise and fall of a dream. It was a lot of the crushing that had to happen because I was still, y- you don't think it's true, but I was still more concerned with what other people thought than with really giving God freedom to move. So that by the t- time I, w- I started Blazing Fire, I really didn't care anymore. I had been crushed. All my dreams were gone anyway. God says, how about if I build you up from the ground up this time? How about instead of trying to, build a church, which I already did. This time you build the kingdom. And uh, it just changes everything. And uh, just last week, I, I'll just tell you this, just last week at Blazing Fire, um, our worship was uh, amazing worship. It was it was over. We, we had some testimonies and, and, and starting to do some announcements. And then a couple of our intercessors came up. Um, I don't know if Leona's even here. She was one of them. But, and they were so, you know, under the power. And they came up and God was doing amazing things in them, but they said, we think this is for everybody. Well, right then, as a pastor, you have a decision to make because service is starting to go in a very different way now. Is it God or isn't it? And it clearly was God, and it turned into about a 20-minute, you know, what an onlooker who doesn't know anything about this would say it was just like like mayhem. It was totally God. Uh, you know, drums going, shofars going, people getting set free. It was, it was amazing. But I the reason why, only reason I'm bringing this up is to tell you that as a, as the pastor, I had a decision to make. There, is this what was this what God was doing or not? And if and once it was, and I decided to go that way, I didn't care honestly who got up and left. Um, I wasn't going to stop and explain it all. I was I will I will pastor it later and and explain what I think happened. We don't know all of what happens, um, but because of that. God continues to pour out his spirit. He continues to bless. Um, and uh, all I'm saying is with this, I feel you all because it's not always easy. But, but at some point in our hearts, we have to say, I want this more than I care about the person who's going to get offended. We do our best to pastor and shepherd it, but there are going to be people who walk away and say, that was just weird. But I'll tell you this, that people who have left uh, our church because it was too weird for them, oftentimes they will come back months later, sometimes years later, and say, but there was something there that was real. The love was real, even if I didn't understand what was going on, and they come back later. They find their way back. So you just have to trust God that he'll, he'll take care of those that wander out the first time. Um, anyway, I, um, let me just um, give you a couple of practical things. Oh, this is a real practical thing. Bill, some of you are asking kind of how do we get this thing going in our place. You know what? That's what Gary Oates and Bill and Carol and many others like them do. They're fire starters. So bring them into your church. Um, if I can speak about these three. I haven't met Kathy yet. I'm sure it's true of her. Very humble people. 
very uh, I'm not, I'm not I know probably for most of you I'm not interested in having somebody come to our church who's into themselves who's into their own ministry and wants to make a name for themselves not interested at all um, we've had too much of that and God's doing a new thing now just a whole nother wave of, of people coming who are really all about Jesus and these people fall into that category completely so I, I completely entrust them to you that if you're looking for that kind of thing ask them to come a lot many years ago We've we've had some amazing speakers come, you know, including, you know, anyway, you know, Graham Cook, many many others, and we and I and I'm I'm thinking, gosh, why would they come? Well, years ago, the Lord said, invite them and they'll come. It's amazing how often we don't because we just don't think they would. Okay, um, most of them have come who I've invited. So anyway, just invite them to come and see what happens. Um, for lunch now. <coughs> 